0: On this episode of Alien Theorist Theorizing, we talk to Tyler and Chris from Docside Media about their new documentary, Conscious Contact, Full Disclosure. The documentary covers aliens, experiencers, hybrids, UFOs, consciousness, and telepathy by interweaving five people's stories. Here's a quick summary of the doc. For as with all things paramount to humanity's survival... When the issues and interests reach a boiling point, the masses will enact change. Are we truly alone? Or have we evolved to a new epoch in the annals of mankind's existence? Conscious Contact, full disclosure, is available April 19th. It will be streaming on Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Microsoft Movies, and Vimeo. So we hope you enjoy our interview with these guys, great dudes, and we recommend you go check out their doc. Conscious contact, full disclosure.
1: Welcome to Alien Theorist Theorizing. I'm Braden, I'm Zell, and
0: today. <laughs> We cut the the dead weight. We brought in two real professionals. We brought in Tyler Transu and Chris Rupert. Oh, wow. You got the name. Nice. Hey, thank did you we get for it? joining. Yeah. Thank
2: you for having it's us. Awesome. Yeah.
0: I purposely didn't ask how to pronounce your name because it's an ongoing joke on the show <laughs> that we can't get anyone's name <laughs> names right. But
2: I, yeah, I'm impressed by the Transu. I, I've been saying it, I still say it wrong. I say Transu and it's <laughs> Transu this whole time. Awesome. So you guys are...
0: Docside Media, the, the two-headed monster, and you guys have put together a documentary called Conscious Contact.
2: Conscious Contact, Full Disclosure.
0: Full yes. Disclosure.
2: Yes, got it. It's the complete full disclosure. It's important you add that there at the end. Um, that's what Not we're a little for. bit of disclosure.
0: That's yes. what we're looking for on this show here, <laughs> primarily. Yeah.
1: We're sick of this slow drip. Slow, yeah, yeah. just so give full, it to full us. Full, oh,
0: full bore. So the release date is April 19th. So when you're listening to this, that should be coming out right around the corner. But let's get started. I mean, how'd you guys get started down the ET the ET route? I mean, everyone's got a, a story, like you've seen a first video or a, a, a some, something that hooked you. So what, what was it for you guys?
2: Well, I think our journey starts more with filmmaking in general and... Uh, how we got to making documentaries is its own story. Um, but as far as how we got into the supernatural, extraterrestrial, all that kind of stuff, um, mostly because it sounded interesting. <laughs> uh, at least that was my perspective on the whole thing. Because um, sure. I do, you know, a lot of narrative filmmaking, so like a lot of short films and stuff. And documentaries are interesting, but I never made one before. And if I was going to make one. It would have to be something that I thought was interesting. Like that's not to say there's not like cool stories about like some kid who grew up and played basketball or whatever. Like that's cool, but it doesn't really interest me. So this was something that kind of combined my my like my my interest of horror, sci-fi, that kind of stuff into the documentary thing. So that hopefully we could create something that was not only like interesting uh with the stories that are being told and everything, but also like, you know, entertaining to watch.
3: Yeah. yeah. And for me, I you know, I've always just been curious about everything. Uh, and as far as extraterrestrials, always have been open-minded, you know, to the possibility. Um, and I feel like, what was it, like the spring of 2021 here, things started ramping up. I was, um, as like we were leading up to the, uh, the uh, UAP uh, task force report, right? That was issued like in, in July or whatever. And um, so I was just gaining a lot of interest then. And as far as the the documentary, Conscious Contact Full Disclosure goes, uh, we were actually going to film this one called The Seven Gates of Hell, just about a local, like local urban legend. And I happened to stumble upon Anjali's story on Reddit. And I'm like, yo, bro, she's going to go you know, uh, give a press conference in front of the Lincoln Memorial. Like, yeah, we, I gotta go film that man. Do you, do you like, what do you think? He's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Go for it. So I ran down there with all the gear, man, ran all these, all these, um, like three cameras, two on tripods, one on a gimbal. And then I ended up running a live stream. So if anybody Googles like Anjali press conference, most likely you'll drop online It, I, Not sure if it's at seventy thousand views or what. It's a boatload of views now um, for just that press conference. So, yeah, man. Extraterrestrials and stuff like that are the shit, bro. Science is dope. I mean, yeah, like what we've got CERN, right? Think about it. Like the LHC, Large uh, Hadron Collider, or whatever, dog. What are they doing? They are smashing together atoms. Are you serious? <laughs> like through my, like all these tubes, getting them up to like what the speed of light, trying to create like mini black holes. Like, dude, the fact that mankind we've we in our short span have evolved to the point you know from playing pong not that long ago as a video game to like mm-hmm. um, continually like looking inward with microscopes and shit. To like saying, oh, there's atoms, and then people saying, oh, there's a Higgs boss in forever or whatever, and nobody being able to prove it until yeah, we end up being able to prove that shit. So who knows where we'll be in another hundred to thousand years? So if there is intelligent life evolving on any other planet, it's like, damn, dude, if they did it a hundred to a thousand years before us, followed any similar trajectory, you know, they probably studying us like we are Mars and all that <laughs> shit right now, but at a much faster scale. So yeah, I like ETs.
1: <laughs> we do. We, we've talked with a guy, and you guys might appreciate this. Uh, listeners are a show. We've been talking. We talk about him a lot since we interviewed him. There's a doctor, Doctor Michael Masters, and his whole, uh, his whole, you know. Theory is that all these extraterrestrials and stuff are just future evolutions of us visiting the past for different, for various reasons. And it's just as you get to these more extreme and extreme versions of evolutions, it's just us further and further into the future coming back to this time. He's a fascinating guy. And, you you know, if you guys are uh, interested in this stuff, uh, he's very approachable very accessible and he's uh, absolutely a delight to talk to. And he just blows your mind with some of the stuff, uh, some of his concepts and stuff. So uh, it, it's really interesting on the, on the, when we talked about the, the collider, there's someone, uh, there was a great theory. Someone had that when they fired that thing up, they sent our, they've sent us on a different trajectory. Like we're now uh, our, they split our reality, multiverse split reality. Yeah. Uh, right. And we're, yeah, we're in the hellscape reality boys. <laughs> Hang tight. <clears throat> Yeah, no, it's yeah, no, that was, I
3: feel like 20, 2012, you know, that's when the Mandela effect happened and all that mm, shit, yep. right? And that's why um, we've got the, uh, the, um, Baron Stain Bears instead of the Bernstein Bears that I grew up with and like all that, right? Yeah, you know, it, it was never the
1: Baron Stain Bears. That's, yeah, ludicrous. that's bullshit right there.
3: Yeah. So pretty much you guys got interest, you're
0: interested in ETs similar to us. Like you thought the stories are interesting, you thought you look into some. One avenue of in it, of it, and then you just kind of fell down the rabbit hole, and just off you went on this documentary.
2: Sort of. I mean, I'm way more skeptic. Um, me and Tyler are like the complete opposite people. You might be already picked that up. Like Tyler's super energetic and upbeat and positive, <laughs> and I'm super cynical and negative all the time. Um, <laughs> it's all right. Uh, you need you need that balance. We normally a balance. have a guy. We have a guy right. Dan, and he's he's that. He's yeah, you're that our Dan. I'm trying. I'm trying to be better. I'm trying to be better. But anyways, uh, no, I'm just I'm like way more skeptical. Um, so coming into this thing, you know, it was a little weird for me at first. Cause one, I, I wasn't there for all, any of the interviews, uh, for this one. I don't think, um, so I didn't know what the content was. <laughs> I didn't know what we had. Right. I mean, I just dropped all these interviews onto a, a premiere, pl- uh, timeline and started cutting this movie, trying to figure out like, because we didn't approach this thing like with a, a narrative in mind, we didn't approach it with any idea of what these people were going to say. We just filmed a bunch of interviews and thought, well, this is a lot of content here. So hopefully we can shape something that's interesting. And so (laughs) I didn't know what they were saying. So, like, I just started editing and realized, like, a lot of their stories are very similar and they're saying things that are, uh, you know, worded differently, but the same kind of concepts. And so, like, it bounces around between five different people, but a lot of times they're talking about very similar things. So, I guess for me, like, what was cool is I think by the end, it kind of leaves you, um, on a very positive note and just asking the viewers to keep an open mind about a lot of things. Uh so it worked for me to keep an open mind. Um we can get into it more but like uh, you know um telepathy a lot of that is in this movie talking about that and when you would have said that to me like a year or two ago I would have said eh, that's kind of nonsense. Right. But right. having done um uh therapy and doing hypnosis with a therapist and again, if you would have told me a year or two ago that hypnosis, I would have said it's like fake stuff you see in a movie. But it's not; it's legitimate. It's just not what I was expecting it to be. And so, like the different perspective that I have on some of those things now makes me kind of keep a more open mind because it just might not be what I have pictured in my head because I didn't have those experiences yet. If that makes any sense?
1: Yeah, it does. Yeah, and, and for me, like I, our journey is. I, I found myself in the beginning. I was, you know any, any little thing that we would read. And I'm like, there's a, it's, a it's, real. This is <laughs> it's real, This is fact, it's real. fact, baby. <laughs> Man, holy shit. There's lizard people that are coming up from the grounds. And as you kind of research this and more, I find myself, I go in waves where it's like, as you start to, you know, get more and more knowledge of this stuff and you, you search more, there is stuff where now it's like, you know, it's kind of like impress me, motherfucker. I've seen, yeah. I've, I've read better stuff. This doesn't add up. But it is those ones where it's you feel like you get a piece of a puzzle when you talk to these people yeah. or you 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 talk to these experiencers who I believe are are being very truthful. Mm-hmm. I always feel like I leave a conversation with them with another piece of a you know an ever expanding puzzle that is, you know, UFOology.
2: Yeah. No, I hear you. And I think um the people that we interviewed Whether you believe their stories or not, I believe they're very sincere about them and it's what they believe, which I think is the kind of really important aspect of this is that they don't really, to me, um, you know, because you could sense when you're talking to someone, if they're being insincere, usually they're making something up like uh, they believe what they're saying, I guess is my point. So I don't know. I feel like that means something.
1: You know, it's It's one of those things too. Uh, we've talked about it before. It's, you know, you hear stories and it's one thing to meet a person face-to-face and you you can, you get that different feeling. I always say like, I met, we met uh, Bob Gimlin, right? Of the Patterson Gimlin film, Bigfoot. Shook his hand. It was legit. And he, he, he was like, we shot something that day. I don't know what it was. That's what I've always said. <laughs> I have no idea. And then he's like, this guy wants you to pay 10 bucks to shake my hand, but it's okay, fellas. And he was just like so genuine (laughs) and like just like such a nice guy, looked right in his eyes. And I like, I didn't like, there was like no bullshit there. And I've done the same thing with Travis Walton. And I was like, I feel like Travis Walton's a used car salesman after meeting him. So it's kind of like, you're kind of like, oh, when you meet these people, sometimes you get that genuine, like you're like, this person truly believes what they saw. And then other times you're like, are you just saying this for, Like to, to get the notoriety or the fame or whatever, you, you get that weird sense where you're like, I don't know if this person's truly genuine.
0: Go back to Walton there for a second. So we did shake his hand. So he, he, he almost, he's, oh. either, he's either two, one of two things use car salesman, selling you the story, or legit had an abduction experience and it fried him so bad that he's not, like he's, his mind is not there.
2: What if, what if one he's one of the two? Both or both? Yeah, what mm-hmm. if he's both? Both? Mm-hmm. Somewhere. And in let middle. me go
3: back even further back to Patterson, bro. Braden, you know, dog, you know what we're editing right now and what we are sending you in a few weeks. Secrets of the Sasquatch, dog. Oh, Ooh. secrets Ooh. of where that's that's coming, dude. That's the next one. That's the next one. Friends, we have all the footage, bro. Well, here's it's not the up. next
2: one to be released, but yeah, it's the next one we're currently. Not the currently, next think, one to yeah. be
3: released. That's the Ghost of Gettysburg. That's on April twenty yep. seventh. We'll plug that real quick. But, um six. I'm sorry, April twenty sixth. Exactly. <laughs> it's all right. But it's all right, dude. Secrets of the Sasquatch. <laughs> yeah, yo, you guys seem like a couple of adventurous cats. So here's what's up. Like Secrets of the Sasquatch, the Ghost of Gettysburgs, those kind of talks. We did like campouts, right? Invited people to come. We did like seances on haunted grounds and stuff in Gettysburg. Yeah. Which is like, we're like, you know, mm-hmm. massive battle. People die. Uh, same deal. Secrets of the Sasquatch, dude, we're out with like, um, thermal,
1: thermal vision and shit. Like, or, uh, and stuff, or did man. you did you have the um, master tracker, Rick Dyer out there? Because you probably didn't get any uh, success if you didn't have the master tracker out there. <laughs> well, you're going to have to watch the doc to see uh, what yeah, success true. we had. But, <laughs>
3: but we did not have Rick. But hmm. uh, what we did have was a boatload of fun. And if you guys... You know, or into filmmaking and stuff like that. Dude, I had to like, for some of the shots, you know, as we're doing this stuff and searching for it, I'm like, well, yo, I got to get out in those woods and track you guys as you're panning your, your, um, your flashlights and dog, I nearly, like the hairs on the back of my neck just stood up thinking, bro, something could just snatch me. Pick you up right up out of here it was it was crazy because i was all by myself in the you know alone in the dark so but i like those experiences man um they help shape you and uh back to extraterrestrials i guess i'll kick it back that way (laughs) yeah
0: for sure so but just before we go any farther with the interview we're going to take a very short break and we'll be right back as you said this this documentary is following was it five individuals and they're different takes and experiences with ETs and they all have kind of a different theory. So without, without spoiling the whole doc, just kind of take us through what, what it's about.
2: I mean, you kind of, you kind of said it because they all have uh, their own personal unique experiences. Um, but like I was saying, I feel like a lot of them overlap in a lot of things they're talking about specifically with uh you know, communication techniques and stuff like that. There's uh, the term of like downloading um, that gets thrown around a lot in this. And, you know, between Clifford and Anjali and Sue, they're like, say very similar things in different ways and stuff like that. So it's just, uh, you know, it's just five uh, experiences, um, people relaying their stories. I don't know, Tyler, <laughs> you want to say that a little better?
3: Well, just so people can kind of like look into it more. I mean, dude, we're talking one, sat down with Sue Walker and her husband, Otter. So if any of your fans are trying to like, yo, read up on them, they're uh, very active on Twitter under the at Sandia Wisdom handle. And yeah, do what they have been doing and her specifically, but Otter as well, is, you know, communicating telepathically with the Ponte uh, extraterrestrials who have a base in the Sandia Mountains. Um, And dude, like, I I had a wild time just flying out there, sitting down with Sue, as Chris said, most genuine woman, Otter, most genuine man I've ever met. Super, super just hospitable, Great people. And man, she, uh, again, for people who are interested, I think if you're looking up Sue Walker and she spells Sue just S-U, uh, you're going to see that, you know, she did some really like neat work with um, uh, uh, like missing persons. Uh, she's like a clairvoyant and has some like uh, yeah, psychic experience detective. in that. Yeah, but that's the yeah, FBI, dude. right? yeah. Yeah, with three letter agencies. So, and again, for your your audience who's like just interested in history, man, and I sat down with Clifford Mahudi. One, my man's on Ancient Aliens. Oh, two, man. the dude Zuni Pueblo elder, and he passed away here recently. No, so, oh, um, you know, God rest his soul. i very, we're very thankful. Like we got to sit down and get that interview. I. Uh, I believe
1: it was like the last the last interview. You know, he he held. It, it, to be uh, honest, some of the words he said now, knowing that he's passed away, is a little chilling. Actually, after watching the documentary, isn't right? that crazy? Right? right. So uh I like not to give any away, but like when you said now he's passed, I was like, wow. If that's his last interview, like some of the things he says in the inter- in the inter- interview just are kind of like I'm like, whoa, that's Dude, that's yeah, crazy geez, that you yeah.
3: remember that because yeah. as I've yeah, I'm just like wow just yeah same deal i'm like dude that that's wow me chills
1: gave me chills when you told me that dude
3: and if you go back and watch it again like even with more intent i know you're probably Mm minds fresh on watching it but yeah if you're like whoa dude that's wow that's crazy he just passed away like two months ago and i don't
1: want to i don't want to downplay the other interviews but he was the most fascinating one to me because i've always been fascinated um, with ancient cultures and stuff and their understanding and their more openness and willing to talk about um, like contactees and sky people and, you know, otherworldly uh, bodies and stuff and and, and just a more openness and to have someone that is, their culture's enriched in that and they they have deep understanding of it. it. It was fascinating to me to listen to, you know, what he had to say.
0: Yeah, it's it's really cool to hear him talk about how not just his culture, but many other like indigenous cultures around the world all have similar stories, even though they speak and write completely different languages about a star person. you know, they came down, they instilled humanity. They guided us through three prior cataclysms and all this crazy shit. You're like, like, it's wild that humans across the world who seem to evolve on their own with their own set of adaptations all have this very Mm -hmm. similar like history pretty wild oh yeah for sure
3: totally and even in the making of the film man, it tripped me out that when I'm getting those interviews like um you know I just like I'm a hustler bro I just go all over so I'm like oh shit well man Grand Canyon's not far from here all right dude I'm just yeah I'm gonna drive up there Uh, I drove up there after I interviewed Reverend John Polk finished him up at like 11 at night I think Clifford was at like one that afternoon drove up to um Grand Canyon So I could wake up, get some footage like there. That was sick. Came back and I'm like looking for national parks that have like petroglyphs. Right. And Mm -hmm. I can't remember the name, but bro, I like hike back there with my gimbal and stuff. And like, I roll up to the petroglyph, which they have you like kind of blocked off. You can't get too close. Um, And like the guide is like telling people like, yeah, there's like this extraterrestrial here or form. It looks like one. There's this like sun and this line goes down to it. And I'm just like, dude, what? Star people, yeah. star people, it's like star people. Like this man. I, I don't know. There was some like I wouldn't be surprised if there was some sort of guiding force, invisible hand, whatevs that helped make this documentary what it was. Man, I we just were very like fluid. And flowed with where the stories led us from one person to another. And then, yeah, by the time we got, yeah, Reverend John Polk, we knew we had we had a doc. And then Chris, like I said, he yeah, he put it all together. So I love also the Zuni thing too. Like, dude, when you're talking like, yeah, you know, all these different people, like thousands and thousands of years ago. Like, who's to say their beliefs, their experiences, their teachings that they've passed down are any more true than, say, Christianity or Islam or Judaism or whatever, right? Like, bro, they've been passing that. They've been talking about that shit longer, right? Yeah. In most cases. Way longer. So, um, it's just, it's humbling and it's like really... It was really cool for me to just, man, be in somebody, somebody's presence like that, that has that much wisdom and experience. And dude, he did stuff too that nobody knows, like not people know about, but I feel like he's like the only Native American that's been like on every single like reservation or whatever. Right. And he like did a lot of legal work, um, uh, uh, and just different lobbying or whatever. Like, I don't know. He was a very interesting fellow and lived a long and uh, yeah uh fruitful life, man.
0: Yeah, Talks no kidding. People. Yeah, when you talk about like the glyphs and stuff, that's another thing. You see that like picture of that short gray, big headed alien etched all around the world, it seems. Like every culture has got this figure that someone's seen... Even if it's just like in in a dream, it's like humanity, for whatever reason, sees this short, big-headed, almond-shaped-eyed creature in whatever sense, and seems to feel compelled to carve that or paint that or something all around the world.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. It's it's weird because like nowadays with the internet, like people can communicate instantly all around the world. We hear perspectives from everyone all around the world, but like. These are things that happened thousands of years ago. So there was no form of communication to reach across the world like that. So you can either say it's all coincidence or maybe there's something else to it.
0: Right. And that leads me to my next question. Obviously it's called conscious contact. So when we're talking about that, we're talking about, you know, nonverbal communication, something that seems to, almost like quantum entanglement, like something that can come, that comes across from- Oh, you
2: said that word. Oh, you love God. it. You right, love I'm it, gonna, eh? I'm going to, I'll be right back. Tyler's going to talk for like <laughs> 10 minutes. <but laughs> I I that, shit, that shit fires <laughs> me up, bro. Oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. So, have,
0: so that, that kind of leads me down. Like so we talk about these cultures all around the world. They're not, they don't have communication. They don't, you know, you know they have no idea about each other, says the history books, over different different time and era and yet they all see and experience and have the same stories so is that i mean obviously though giving everything away i mean the title of the documentary is just that it's judging not so much aliens as physical like matter beings but like like light or energy or consciousness beings
3: or i think it said they're physical beings communicating via consciousness or right. telepathically man i feel like there's um you know, people can, I guess, yeah. interpret it how they would like, but dude, the quantum entanglement, bro, that shit, that gets me off. Like that, you, dude, <laughs> I'm spinning an electron here and simultaneously one in your room is spinning. Like anybody can measure it if we have the instrumentation and it's spinning counterclockwise instantaneously. So somehow our two points in time or sp- and space are like connected, like, and we can't see that connection yet. I feel I feel like event, eventually we'll get the instrumentation and stuff to be able to see that. I mean, we got Wi-Fi signals and all types of shit running through us right now, right? We can't see it. It's like, well,
0: it seems like every force that we know of has an equal and opposite, right? Yeah, so, no, so for sure. So if like if I have energy here, is there an equal and opposite somewhere? God knows, like across the galaxy or in a different dimension or like or the like it would only yeah. it only seems like logical that everything we experience seems to have an opposite like you know every force equal and opposite reaction so when it comes to like you know that like that consciousness that like cr- almost like cross ether communication
2: yeah i'm like i'm a little hesitant to answer your question because i okay. guess my my fear is like i wanted the i want the viewers to come away with like their own opinion about this stuff um cuz i for me, like it's there's enough uh, similarities and enough things that line up with everybody's story that it becomes all too like again, is it all coincidence or is there perhaps something more? And so, like maybe it'll it'll open some people's minds to this idea. It's my my hope. And if not, uh, if you're already like super into this stuff, like you guys, maybe there'll be something new and interesting you haven't heard before of concepts being explored and stuff like that. So you guys get something out of it too.
3: Yeah, definitely. And, bro, I would implore you, like, as far as this, like, consciousness and telepathic communication, I mean, uh, like, Neuralink, I mean, how many years away are we from, like, you know, both of us having Neuralink? And at that point, are we just, you know, we're not talking, bro. I'm just, we're sending messages, we're communicating telepathically, right? More or less.
0: Yeah, I don't think the Neuralink stuff is too far away i mean it's going to start with you know helping to repair damaged spinal cords and all that kind of stuff and eventually yeah like we just log in and we connect we load up we're you know we're in the metaverse communicating in real time
3: well i I don't even think it's just the metaverse i'm saying like it's the same thing as you know i believe like i remember elon like uh, saying it's mentioning it's like you know the problem with like Texting or like looking something up on Google and all that stuff is like the the like the input, man. You can only put in so many characters, right? Input delay yeah. per second. So if you can just think that, uh yeah, one. So yeah, all that stuff, right? I'm talking to you. I assume I'm like literally just sending you my voice through my head. Uh, and he's like, dude, at that point. Like if say we want to go back and replay like this conversation or say, I'm going to go back. I want to go back and like replay interviewing Clifford Mahudi. Like, dude, it takes me back there. Right. And yeah. I am, so at that point, do we, like what's reality? Do we are we in it right now in a <laughs> playback that you did? You, you you said you wanted to play this back, and now we all got stuck in here.
2: It's uh, like yeah, Groundhog Day. Baby. But no, um, yeah. I, like I don't know, man. <laughs> just going to get
3: what consciousness, <laughs> all that stuff. Dude, I, I think I like it's, that. Uh, I
1: like that uh, because it makes me think. Like again, I like, to go to Doctor Mike Masters. I just about love that. this like, guy. Doctor Mike Masters. We start to fuck around with technology where we're doing. Uh, it's more efficient for us to to just telepathically communicate via our technology, right? And we start to implant these things in you know in babies as they're born and stuff. We start to n- not need the ability to talk, right? You kind of use it or lose it, mm. kind of thing over evolution, right? Vocal yeah. cords get less and less. Our brain capacity is getting bigger and bigger. You know, as <laughs> right, you know we start it? to turn into exactly what these people see as these short grays, right? So maybe uh, you know we've talked about it that maybe they are some sort of biological, um, you know, like machine or
0: uh, more machine than yeah, organism. Right? And, and,
1: so it, it just it kind of gets my uh, my well, the, ET the, brainwaves thinking.
0: The Neuralink thing for me it's like it sounds really awesome but just like with any technology the rich and powerful get it first. So imagine you got this all powerful CEO he uploads his Neuralink, he's now connected as all his employees on this computer. He has access to all the information instantly. I think it in in the initial stage of that technology the wealth and the wealth distribution gap increases even more, I think. Because the people who are super smart with all the money and the power is going to get it first. And no technology at very first is used for good. Like all weapons of war, you know, you get medical stuff out of that. And, you know, you get stuff that helps general people. But initially, every great technology starts with like a power grab. Like even the internet, like just look at the, you know, a handful of companies who gobbled all that up. So, but the, the Neuralink shit I think in the future, eventually, because every technology, you know, gets cheaper and cheaper and more affordable and more accessible. And then once everyone's allowed to get that technology, then, you know, even playing field. But that's just a really, that's like, that is the most sci-fi thing, I think, in the planet going on in the world right now that that we have access to. Like, yeah, we're just going to put this computer into your brain and you have like unlimited intelligence.
2: It's that and like just a, a super advanced AI, because at some point, you know, does it become more powerful than the human brain? Does it compute faster than the human brain? I don't know. I don't know enough about that stuff, but like if you can create an AI who could just calculate everything and, and, and think through all this stuff faster than a person what is a person then anymore what, what what is life what it's the same are, sci-fi questions we've been asking in movies for like 20 and 30 years are people but, yeah. even relevant anymore matrix was a documentary exactly. my friend yeah exactly <laughs> so, you know what yeah, i mean yeah uh,
3: life imitates art absolutely
0: yeah and that's that's a rabbit hole the ai yeah, for sure. the ai takeover
1: uh, there was um there was an interesting thing that i uh, in the documentary, I, I think it was Sue brought it up that, um, the, so I always f- forget how to p- say the name, the, the Ponty people, mm-hmm. Ponty, uh, yeah, the, the Ponty, it. uh, they've, they had some sort of agreement. I, and I wasn't, I wasn't sure I, r- I wrote the, the, this note down, but they had some sort of agreement that there was basically going to be some sort of, uh, you know, they weren't going to allow themselves to be contacted or seen or videotaped for 50 years. Mm-hmm. Um, But kind of a loophole around that was social media, so they can spread their their messages and stuff through social media. Um, (laughs) It with nowadays with like you know we have all the bots and stuff. I was like, what a genius thing! If you know these intelligent life forms were out there and wanting to, but uh, I wonder does does is is Sue channeling for them, or do you think that they may have some rogue uh, you know Twitter bots going on that are for uh, you know. Pumping out Ponte propaganda.
2: Would you know the difference though? That's <laughs> no, the right that scary thing with social media in general. You'll yeah. never know who you're actually talking to. Uh, so yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. That was a fascinating one for me. Cause I was like, man, it was like, how would you, how would you know? Like really? Exactly.
2: I mean, we talk, we talk about this a lot where it's like, uh, you know, um, how information spreads and how it's consumed by, you know, the mass media. And so, like, if you were to disclose that aliens exist, say the, US, the government, like, wanted to tell everyone, they wouldn't just... You, I don't think they could just drop it on, like, Monday and say, hey, mm-hmm. this is aliens. They roll out an alien. This is what he looks like. Like, okay. I don't know if <laughs> humanity could could handle that. You, without. you know
1: what, though? Didn't they kind of do that when they were like, yeah,
2: those all those videos have. we True. were you know saying... Well, yeah.
1: And everyone just like, we don't care what's next. Like, it's already 2020. I've had enough. Like, who cares? It was like- it came in the middle news, of like
0: nine COVID headlines. And that was like- True. Aliens may be real.
1: Next. we like, like, what? We were screaming about this. <laughs> we were like, this is insane. The government has come out and said that they don't know what these things are. They outmaneuvered their crafts. This is the wildest thing we have ever heard. Of. Bill it, Nielsen's on, yeah, talking about it. Yep. What did it last? Did, was it in the news for more than a day? I don't think so. Right, like <laughs> not long. People just like next. Like we're in such a consuming culture of just like what's next? What's next? it was? It was this headline was like the the joke was like what's next on the twenty twenty bingo? We got aliens now, and then that was it. Right, yeah. like <laughs> I I think if there's a time ever where it's we're ready, I think people would just say yeah. I think most people now would go. Not surprised. like we're we're not surprised anymore. It's growing all growing all the
2: time for sure. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. think it's I think being, it is growing. Yeah,
1: yeah, being
3: destigmatized more. I feel like that. You know, I, I find it interesting that these former, like, defense uh, Department of Defense intelligence officers, like Anjali, who you know uh, is um, in the documentary. Um, and then you've got like Lou Elizondo, if you guys are following him, right? Yeah. And uh, John Ramirez, if you guys follow, uh, picked up on him, retired CIA officer. Yeah. All, they- He's been talking about hybrids, interviewed his butt. Yeah. We've got that for uh, in plain sight, the intelligence community and UFOs. We're finishing up that doc. We've got like, like two to three more interviews for that yet. And then we're going to get that all cut up and out to the masses. So, dude, we drop in docs all day, every day. But <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, like, it's very fascinating that these former high-level officials, uh, I saw, I, I I don't want to misspeak. You guys would do a better job. But somebody, uh, former uh, like high-level defense uh, person in the Cana- um, Canadian hell government was like saying about i think uh a galactic federation or something to that effect or there it was, was our, an uh, israeli he was our former for, he, was our,
0: he was our former um
3: defense minister of canada paul hellyer, yeah, paul hellyer yes. right yeah. yeah thank you but so dude just the fact that those kind of people are saying this stuff it's like what like is that not wild like people Want government people to say it. They're not saying it necessarily when they're in that position, but they're leaving after having seen much more information and data and pieces to the puzzle than we have. And they're under some are under like NDAs, right? And can't say much, but alluding to stuff like hybrids uh, or that like that we are hybrids. What happened 70,000 years ago that propelled
1: us to be like that apex predator? Like, bro, I. <coughs> It's it's a weird know. one. Those yeah. those high level officials. It's always weird for me because I'm like people. You know, people will defeat it with like ah, they just want the fame and the money. I'm like, there's not a lot of money in the UFO world, baby, not a lot, <laughs> not right? A lot. Yeah. So I'm like, if you're, if I'm like one, like you would think that com- coming out with this stuff, it, it does. Like no matter what, there is such a stigma to it. It sinks your credibility instantly. Yeah. So you've basically just shot yourself in the foot for anything else you want to do. Well, so that, why that's are what, you that's lying? That's what
0: they say when. When people are like when Paul Hellier came out and said like oh he's an old man he's seen I was like or oh, he's old and he just doesn't care anymore and he's like I'm just going to say this he's just and I don't it. care anymore yeah. Yeah. I was like he's 80 years old when he said it he's like there's Damn aliens the he's pretty much said there's four al- I think he said there's four alien species visiting earth not all of them friendly blah working blah blah working with blah. the United States working and with random and everyone's yeah. like ah oh, he's just old and crazy and I was like Maybe he just doesn't really care what people think anymore. he doesn't need any more money yeah. he, He's on his old age pension he's
1: fine what What's the difference for him now? yeah, like there's no repercussions for him like to say that. the like, only thing it, with Paul
0: Hellier is he didn't he said it, but he didn't give much
2: behind it yeah he might not well what,
0: what do you have though that's also the thing like what would he have I guess like he didn't he didn't take an alien ray gun from the Canadian military <laughs> it's the chance. You know?
2: yeah for sure but now yeah it, it, you're right though like you, you you could see somebody losing credibility um to the mainstream at least yeah when, if they I mean. you know if they have like a legitimate position, they come out because there's still you know I do think we are destigmatizing it a bit because of, because of the internet and stuff, but there's still obviously a stigma attached to a lot of people um for this kind of stuff well yeah we we, we talked to we, Kevin day Kevin day he was yeah. a
1: radar operator uh, on the Nimitz and okay. uh, he 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 cried. Cried He, on the he show. was like, I feel so vindicated because forever these people were gaslighting me, telling me I'm crazy. Uh, I don't know what I was seeing and this shit. And he's like, it ruined my life. He's like, it ruined my life and it ruined my career because yeah, I came forward sad. and said, I saw these things. And he goes, now that they're coming out, he's like, I feel so vindicated. And he cried. He teared. And I was like, that's someone who's not bullshitting us. Like you could just yeah. tell the sincerity in him." Uh, and he suffered great consequences coming forward and early on and being like, We picked these things up on radar. I he's, had them on radar. He's a
0: professional radar operator. That was his job. He says he's seen this all this weird shit and they're like, You're fucking nuts, man.
2: Kick rocks. You Just, said Kevin Day? I feel like we reached out to him, didn't we, Tyler? Kevin Day. Yeah, he was a radar operator. No? Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. His Name sounded familiar to me.
1: Yeah, he's a
0: really nice guy. Well, it was David Freak, like Commander Fravor, was like the main dude. Right. Like he's the guy who's in the jet gotcha. on the recordings. But Kevin Day was part of the event, yeah. As the as the radar operator, so he co corroborated all the story and said like, yeah, I seen we seen these dots. They. You know, they flicked from fifty thousand to five feet in the blink of an eye, and they they went to our rendezvous point, and they were waiting for us there. And he's he's seen all this crazy shit on radar. He's like, it was
1: like they were intercepting their communications. It's like they knew what we were doing before we were planning to do them.
2: It's to me, it's weird that like people will say like this is just nonsense conspiracy theory stuff, but then not have a realization that like, I don't know, 10 years ago or whatever, Edward Snowden revealed that the NSA is spying on literally everybody in the United States. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) They have the the capacity to spy on
0: anyone at any time if they chose to. So
2: yeah. So maybe there's more things we don't know that are happening.
0: (laughs) Dude, that's the same thing we had talked about like before, like the SR-71, the Blackbird. Mm -hmm. That, That baby was a UFO. That was an alien craft for years. People said they'd seen this jet. It was ultra fast. It flew that high. No one believed them. And then in the 90s, when they're like, yeah, that was declassified jet. And now they have like the, the X, what was the XB-37, whatever it is, that triangle craft. That's mm-hmm. now, that's now been put out. That's like the new era. So they've had that for 20 or 30 years. So what do they have now in 20 or 30 years? it would be like, oh, maybe that's, maybe even that's, like a lot of the UFOs people see are just that advanced military aircraft. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely potential there for that, right? And then you go back to, I don't know if you guys got too much into, um, oh, fuck. My, I was a guy from Area 51, S4. Bob Lazar? Bob Lazar. When he's, oh, Bob Lazar. When he, I remember he was on Joe Rogan and it was him and Corbell, they're interviewing and Rogan was like, oh, so where did he find the craft? And then he's like, oh no, we excavated one of these and they kind of just like glossed over it. I, I was sure like, that. You mean you excavated <laughs> it? Yeah. Where did you yeah. find it? Is that is that how we got, like the military <laughs> got these new jets is we found this crash craft or abandoned alien craft from who knows how long ago and we reverse engineered and they just glossed over it and I was like, that seemed like the most important thing. Not that, not that the guy worked at a secret base. I mean, there's probably tons of secret bases all over the world that we don't even know about. It's the fact that he said they excavated the UFO and then they were reverse engineering it and then no one's like, well, where'd you, what do you mean excavated? Where'd you excavate it where do you, from, you yeah. get it from? So yeah, there's lots, lots of cool shit out there. It's fun.
2: Oh yeah, oh, for sure. I love it, man.
1: Now um, back to the the documentary, uh, Anjali. Um, you know, they were planning um, an expedition to the um, the extraterrestrial base, um, and I don't want to give too much away because I know they were planning in the documentary. Are you guys planning a follow up uh, with her um, when they get that? expedition underway or do you have any update on that?
2: Well, we don't give too much away. I can yeah, say that. I mean, dude, I... <laughs> we offered know. many things, but uh, yeah. Uh,
3: yeah, I, I offered like from the get-go. I know we got included in the poll, like the public poll that they did to see who was going. Uh, I'm not sure where things currently stand. I, As far as I know... I'm not sure where things stand on the expedition. I'm not sure if, if you guys are following her Twitter account. Uh, I can't remember it off the top of my head right now, but. Anjali on the Gaia
2: or something like
3: that, I think. Yeah, Anjali yeah. on Gaia might, might yeah. be it. Um, but I feel like recently <laughs> there's been some controversy or whatever, as far as the Wayne and Trisha that she disclosed that she met at the restaurant and then went back to their place and where uh, Wayne had excavated Excavated, this tunnel into this. um, uh, There's some controversy going back and forth on the interwebs now on whether or not, yeah, that experience happened the way that she described it because Wayne and Trisha now are saying uh, maybe something else happened. Maybe. But Anjali's saying, I don't know. I, I have to read into it more. So I don't want to misspeak.
1: But yeah. There's, there's there, stuff to, you know, going, go, if you're interested in it at Anjali on Gaia and, uh, you know, very quickly in her Twitter, uh, as far as two hours ago, um, this is March 20th, we're recording this. Uh, she's posting, uh, opening up her Google Drive. So you can read all the uh, private messages between herself, Wayne, Trisha. Ryan and Stacy, and uh, oh. it, it's uh, yeah, it, just just briefly re- reading into it. Well, it looks then, like some juicy uh, juicy gossip. You know, this is uh, where where's uh, it's open source. We need we need UFO TMZ on the scene here. <laughs> exactly.
3: We bring you juice. That's all we do, baby. Yeah. So you guys have fun, man. We're giving you guys tons of like rabbit holes to yeah. head down well, if we can. If there is an expedition out to that mountain, we would definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. please believe my buns will be there.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, we, we we tried to interview her separately, but she wasn't in- interested. You know, there's a couple things behind the scenes. Um, so what is featured in the documentary is her public press conference. Right. So yeah. it's not an interview. We didn't get to ask her any questions or anything. I uh, would have liked to, but...
0: A lot of people say when people come forward, say they know something they sh- they shouldn't. They, they yeah. always say, a lot, a lot of some people say, well, you get pressured not to say that. Like, yeah. You know, just to, Well, we're uh, not, saying there she's... Is, not saying there was or there is, but a lot of people say like, like, especially with Bob Lazar, when he started saying this stuff, like threatening his family and all this other
2: stuff. Well, yeah. Mm. Yeah, hundred percent. And she's definitely with the controversy. I know she's been experienced a lot of people saying, you know, aggressive things to her and stuff, um, which I'm sympathetic to that because it's not really necessary. I don't understand why you would do that to somebody. Yeah, what, but, what does it matter? Uh, yeah. you know, Yeah. we'll leave it up to the viewers to decide what they think she's saying is credible or not. Because um, we couldn't interview Wayne and Trisha either. So uh, if they're so adamant that their story is correct, love to interview them too. We'll do a, do a follow-up with them. Yeah.
0: Now, there's one thing in the documentary you guys touched on that I thought is really cool. I can't remember who was saying it exactly, but talking about the... Um, the electric effect.
2: Oh, uh, Reverend Otter. Yes, or Reverend uh, John Holt. Holt. Yeah, Reverend John, John, Holt. John Holt. Yeah,
0: which I think is like not as an explored science as I think it should be. Like, because like everyone knows, like you know, quartz watch. Once you yeah. once you strike it, that striking of the quartz produces the electricity for ever. I think almost ever, at least. So you you start scaling that up. Like, what if you have like a fucking mountain of granite, like a pure quartz, and then you can—I don't know if you—you you can use some type of energy to strike that, either whether it be like, like a river power or something to get that vibrating, and somehow e- extract the energy out of that. That even goes back to like when people say like great, like some of the great pyramids around the world may have been some type of like hydrostatic like electric generators yeah. because they like the three three different stones. Like they had the, the the granite, like the pure quartz and like the the different layers of rock. And they said when the river ran underneath or it would produce a like a vibration and that vibration could produce a low current of energy, like yeah. wirelessly. Like, you know, in Tesla, we said like, that's why he was so in awe of the pyramids. And that's what he based his like Warden Cliff Tower off of and stuff. And then you see yeah. like the pictures of like, in ancient Egypt, it, look, it looks like they have light bulbs, right? Mm-hmm. So like in my mind I'm like yeah probably like high amp like high wattage power generation probably not but what if they figure out a way to like produce enough to make to to light like a house or a cavern or something
2: and you know we we always think of things with the I mean, it makes sense because what we're humans. so we think of things like that makes sense to humans. So we're used to technology that exists. and we're like, well, you can't get energy from that. Well, we can't get it now. that doesn't mean you get a hundred years from now when that technology's been invented. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? So it, we we tend to always look at these things from an ignorant standpoint instead of an open mind about the potential that's there because you know, w- this black sludge coming out of the ground, you know revolutionized the world. Uh, but before that would we have known what it was? No, you thought I was just like yeah. just
0: shit tar liquid. Tar. Exactly, <laughs> right? Like, so. what is this stuff? Yeah, it's really cool. So now, Chris, you said before you're pre skeptical. Now you're a little open-minded.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Tyler, you've always you just been interested. Seems like just by talking to you for forty-five minutes, you're just an interest a guy interested in pretty much anything that seems interesting. So what what how has your like your mind your mind's changed on the ET subject? Before and after doing this documentary,
2: Tyler had experiences with the Ponte. I remember that two and a half week long thing where every day he would call me, telling me about the Ponte or doing this. The government's outside his house in the cars. I'm not making fun of you, Tyler, but I just remember that. Now
3: (laughs) it adds intrigue, and it happened. So what the hell? Let's hear it. Yeah, I mean, dude, like if your fans are into, if they head to um, official first contact.com I believe that's like Sue Walker's website yep and on there under the download section I believe is the telepathy 101 primer I thought that word was primer but Sue and Otter corrected me and they said no it's primer so I keep saying (laughs) primer I hope I've been right or if they (laughs) told me wrong I've been an idiot every time I keep saying it but um i went through that it's like if you look at it it might be like 260 slides or something but they're like a picture with like a couple words so you can digest everything real quick and you can zip through it maybe 50 minutes so to make a long story short before i head out there i'm like yo i'm gonna like do the honor of going through this telepathy 101 primer trying it and uh yeah. Just had like two interesting experiences where we're trying to reach out to some sort of extraterrestrial or interdimensional being uh, and following the the guidelines that they, you know, they directed. Um, like, yeah, I, I saw like this, this ET, like five feet in front of me, like with my eyes closed. Right. But it was interesting as a filmmaker, and I love like cinematography. So like, I I have the knack or the skill to like picture in my mind's eye, right? How like a scene looks where an alien would be. And it was mad trippy how this was like not in my mind's eye. It was like physically like five feet in front of me. Right. And two, I went through my mind like, man, where did I get that image? Like I I would have assumed that You know, if it was like some sort of daydream or whatever, it would be like, you know, from like previous extraterrestrials, pop culture aliens I've seen before, like in movies, whatever. And it was like complete, I don't know, it was like a completely different um, alien than I've ever seen. It was tripped out. And then another similar experience doing the telepathy thing, feeling water droplets fall on me, look like opening my eyes, confirming water droplets, finishing up this telepathy and then, like, getting up and, like, being a bit, like, dude, I got to see, like, can't believe it's raining. And, like, going to the pool, there's, like, no rain. So, there was. I'm like, what the hell? Like, how, where's this water coming from? While well, I was, yeah, in this meditative, uh, like, telepathic state. It was crazy.
1: It's weird because I have a couple friends that have, uh, you know, done the, the CE5 uh, stuff and, like, those meditations. And then they say, you know, they're like, you, you know, you don't have to download that specific app. But if you just follow those, it's amazing, you know, some of the things you can see if you put yourself in the right environment and you get into the right mindset, they're like, you, you know, whether it's UFOs or not, they're like, you're going to see some weird stuff. You're going to have a weird experience. Like it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I have yet to try it myself, but, uh, I'm, I'm very interested to, you know, once it gets a little warmer to head up in the mountains and give that a shot.
3: Dude, you would Yeah. Y- yeah. You'll love it, man. If you have, if you have an open mind, I think it's a cool experience to at least try and also had a neat experience with just like this like this like European couple, like randomly stopping by my house while my son and I are like out shooting basketball. And like it was just this odd scenario where I they needed directions, couldn't get to this person's house they needed to go to, couldn't use the GPS, I guess couldn't call them. And like I, me just being good nature, like I am like, oh, here, I'll just, hey, we'll hop in my car. You guys can like follow us and like left without like the, the, the back door locked and just the stuff. So then I'm like calling Chris, like, bro, all this stuff does not add up. This was like just an attractive Europe, European couple They had like a little um, uh, like baby seat, like in the back. But like, I couldn't see a baby in it, but they referenced it. It was just like, yo, all this, if I was a CIA operative or something trying to bug my place, dude, that's how I would get me out of the house real quick. <laughs> and, uh, so yeah. And like, dude, when I interviewed John Ramirez for the, um, this in plain sight, this former retired CIA officer, like same deal, man, like just cruising up to his place. Um, you know, and like on the drive there, like pulling over, right? Like smoking six casually along the highway, making sure like nobody's tailing me <laughs> and shit, taking extra turns. But like, get there. He's like, oh yeah, like hey, the CIA, like they're aware that you're coming. Like this is all good. We're <laughs> allowed to do this. Interview. And so that shit just trips me out that I'm like in like a Jason Bourne movie, right? Like, do <laughs> these people are aware of me. So who? Yeah, knows yeah your what's name's possible. on a watch
1: list, my friend. <laughs> yep, it is.
3: It is. <laughs> but I, um man, I don't know. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't have it any other way, dude. This is like, I I think we're in exciting times and, uh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's a, I don't know, man. The more, I think like the more momentum podcasts like you, you know, are uh generate and documentaries like conscious contact, full disclosure generate. And that's what we're all about, man. It's just, we're trying to like, just create some dialogue, Uh, get maybe the mass conscious, you know, to like just start thinking about these types of things. Um, And I think that maybe has an effect on like, maybe like government disclosure at some point, as more people are kind of more open to it. There's less shock, less ripple effect.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, because there's been multiple ways of like, of UFO and ET interest over the years since, you know, World War II. But, you know, back in the 40s and 50s, you didn't, the social sharing wasn't there. Like, you got what's in the newspaper, the odd interview on on cable, you know, the three cable channels back then. You got the odd things here and there, and you had, like, you know, your local group of people, but you didn't have, like, a worldwide collaborative effort of trying to identify what's going right. on. Like, that's that's a new thing, you know, the last, like, 20 years or so. And especially since, you know, the last, like, I think even especially since 2017 when it fin- like they posted the New York Times about ATIP, and like the black mm-hmm. budget stuff and the Harry Reid and all that stuff. Yeah. Ever since then, you know, there's been a lot more interest. So I think if there is disclosure to be had, whatever form if it's some type of conscious contact, if it's actual physical beings, it's a fi- if it's a combination of both, if it's ex- excavated craft or whatever it is, it can't be too far away. If, right. if there's this many people looking into it, it's not just, we even interviewed Avi Loeb, which is the head of Harvard <laughs> physics. I uh,
3: just I- telepathically sent that shit to you, dog. <laughs> I don't know how, how long ago you thought of that, but I was like, bro, Galileo Project, James Webb Telescope, Dog. Like, Ed, obviously, obviously,
0: yeah. go ahead. Yeah, no, we interviewed him. He's like, he thought pretty much that that Oumuamua comet was intelligently controlled, like a piece of alien drone ship or like defunct technology that's scouring the galaxy. He he wouldn't go as far as saying that was there was aliens aboard and they were controlling it, but he was like, it, the way it moved and the physics behind it was like, it didn't seem natural. Nothing they'd seen before.
3: The exit orbit and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. So, the like, acceleration. You know, like speed, yeah. right? Like it picked up speed or like some yeah, shit. It came right? around the like side.
0: It, yeah, it picked up speed. It changed direction. He showed up on the interview, full suit and tie, Florida stealing Harvard textbooks behind him. were like, oh shit, this guy's like, I didn't, it's legit. This guy's legit. Yeah. And yeah. He, yeah, he, and so he had to dumb it down for us, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit. <laughs> quite a bit. And he'll use a lot smaller words, but yeah, there's a lot of, there's not just, you know, guys like us talking about it. There's people who spend their whole life researching, you know, foreign objects coming through their solar system. So yeah, if, if disclosure is out there, I don't think it's, it's in our lifetime for sure. Um, So let's let's wrap this up. I think I'm changing your guys' company name to we're dropping Docs Incorporated because you said you got a bunch coming up. (laughs) So uh, this one's coming out, conscious contact, full disclosure, April 19th, I believe. And then you, you had a couple more. So let's mention them all.
3: It goes to Jettysburg on yeah. April 26th. Both of those are dropping on uh, Amazon, iTunes, Google Play, Microsoft, and Vimeo. And here's what's up. We're throwing this into the universe. We got uh, They were picked up by 1091 Pictures for distribution. 1091 Pictures, some of their other documentaries were on Netflix, right? And Hulu and whatnot. So or thinking good thoughts, that's where they're headed eventually. <laughs> but we need the masses, you know, to pump it up, baby. Let them know. Let them know this
0: needs to go to everybody. Opening day, um, the algorithm hits in, so if everyone clicks play on opening day, that's uh, that does it best.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and then uh, after Ghost of Gettysburg, we'll have Secrets of the Sasquatch. That's currently being edited, and we're filming in plain sight uh, uh, right
0: now. Both of those are Right up our
2: alley. So when you guys, we will send them you to cut, you when we, we have when we have cuts. Yeah, that'd be awesome.
3: Yo, I say remote. I say remote viewing. What say you? <laughs>
0: oh, remote uh, viewing. Oh, we, just, we just did a little remote viewing actually.
1: <laughs> so we've been talking no about remote shit. viewing well, for a long time. Uh, so we said that we were going to do our own kind of remote viewing experiment uh, before we went to Austin. None of us had ever been in Austin, so we we're going to try to project our our consciousness to our future selves in Austin and try to make some predictions of uh, what transpired two of three of us, you know, in the ballpark of like, of like eyebrow raising where you're like, all right, mm. pretty, pretty close. Uh, we have footage of it that we're, we're going to release here on our socials pretty soon here, uh, probably by Wednesday. Um, Zell here, you know, said, you know, basically nailed a building. He said a red floral pattern. Ethnic building, and we we walked past this uh, Russian house in Austin that mm. was red brick, and it was more paisley than floral. I, I think well, I even yeah. said paisley in my uh, when I cleared my mind. Yeah. I believe it, it, maybe it was like French, but you know, close enough where you're like, okay. He I'll was listen- completely off on the inside, but I mean, the pretty surprising. And then uh, we had another person. Uh, Andrew had he said that we were going to uh, have a run in with a jacked bald guy um and then we were going to meet Joe Rogan no oh, that jack bald jack jack bald guy was Joe Rogan jack bald guy was Joe Rogan but in our in our what really happened was a Joe Rogan show popped up while we were in Austin one of our fans who is enormously jacked who we'd never met before walked up to us and then immediately after he walked up to us they opened a table, an extra table for us to go and see the Joe Rogan show. So we are kind of like, you know, you're know, you in the you're realm of bar. like, yeah. you, you, maybe a it. passing grade, maybe a passing grade. He's yeah. in the
0: 20 to 80% range of uh, accuracy yeah. with remote viewing.
1: And, and it's first try, right? So, you know, maybe those muscles need to be exercised a little more to get a little more accurate. I was completely off, uh, not <laughs> well, he, even in the ballpark. Yours
0: were so vague, it was impossible. But <laughs> anyways, yeah, remote viewing, Dude, I, a lot of cool subjects out there.
1: I love it.
3: Well, bro, that almost confirms. Yeah. The next one we're doing is remote viewing because I think it's sick. The government spending or or spent all that money studying it for all those years. It's like, dude, why, why are you dumping taxpayer money into that if there's not something behind
0: it? They at least, and I'm down, they at least thought there was something there.
1: Uh, we actually exactly. do a call-in show because this has sparked our interest in remote viewing more now so we do a call-in show every other sunday where fans can call in and tell us their experience and we're going to have a new segment called what's in the box and <laughs> and well, zell's going to beacon out there for each caller way at the end of their call to you know they sit and try to figure out and we're going to try to see if there's anyone out there that is a little more capable to remote view than I'm going to put a so, really
0: abstract object in a box on my desk I'm going to say, I'm, 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 in, I'm in Kelowna, B.C. I'm on Mountain Avenue. Project your mind here and look in the box and we'll see, what, see if anyone can get it.
1: Yeah.
2: That's I love everything about idea. that. Yeah, that dude, is that's awesome. sick. Awesome, boys. Right, so, well, hey,
0: thanks thanks for taking the time to uh, come in and chat with us about not just uh, Conscious Contact, but all the other ones. You guys are busy. Yeah. You guys are fucking busy. That's awesome. I'd love to see it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for having us, guys. And we'll be sure to post this out On our socials, tag in it right before. We'll try and get this one out right before the release of your documentary. Try and get you the most views we can. That'd be awesome. Thank you so much, guys.
3: You guys rock, man. Thank you so much for having us on. We really appreciate it. All right, that's Chris and Tyler.
1: And as we always say at the end of these things, keep those eyes on the skies. Peace.